On this week's episode of Two Views Movies, we're talking the sixth movie in the Terminator franchise, Terminator Dark Fate. Want to ring the bell? All right. Ding, ding. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Two Views Movies, a spoiler-filled podcast from Kansas City, Missouri, by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are back with the Terminator franchise, our, our sixth movie in the franchise. Feels like three or four too many. That's why they made it the third movie. <laughs> they did. They are going with the old retcon and just trying to drop as much as they possibly can from all the junk. And, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see what you think in terms of how they did. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm anxious to tell you how I thought how they did, (laughs) but, but I do think it was necessary retconning and, uh, I liked the idea about it. Uh, we're dropping off, you know, what rise of the machines, um, salvation. And then the one with Khaleesi Genesis Genesis. Yeah. It's crazy because, I get all of these mixed up in my head. The only one I don't ever get mixed up is T3. And I think that's because they kept the name T3. But I could not tell you which one had Christian Bale. And I couldn't tell you which one had Jason Clark. And then there's, I don't, I don't know why I have such a hard time keeping them straight in my head. And they're all like mediocre to, to bad. So there's no reason to remember them. But I, I just have a huge amount of difficulty keeping them straight. Well, Salvation was... Christian Bale. And I kind of like the way that they did that of, a, you know, Judgment Day happened and now we're finally post-apocalyptic time. Yeah. You know, it gives a different view of we're not trying to stop something. I mean, we are trying to stop something, but it already happened. Right. And so it gives a different perspective than the first three movies. And so I thought that was good. Then you come back with Genesis and that didn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. I think the problem with this franchise, I had the same kind of problem with this as I do Alien is that I feel like there's an opportunity to do original stuff, but it never really feels like they do. They just all kind of do the same thing over and over again and just kind of tweak one or two different things. And I, they either just need to give it up or do something drastically different, which is what I was hoping for with Dark Fate was that, okay, if we're really going to cut out everything post T2, then maybe we are finally getting back to square one and we're going to do something cool with this. We almost did, but we'll get almost. to that in a minute. Right. Well, normally we have a word from our sponsor right now, but this is the first opportunity that we've had in a while for new sponsorship in, in what, almost a year? Yeah, yeah. We, we filled up uh, 2019 quite well, and actually we have uh, December filled up, but, uh, but we have a little gap here that uh, we are looking for sponsorships. So if you are interested in being a sponsor of Two Views Movies, definitely reach out to us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com, or you can always... Like we say at the end of each episode, you can find us on socials, Carson's at Carson Graff, I'm at Two Views Garrett, and there's also Two Views Movies on Twitter or Instagram. So reach out to us if you are interested in sponsoring the show for January. Yeah, for your, your business or just want to get your name out there for some reason and have us say something silly, we can do that too. <laughs> We're you good know, at that. Or if you're uh, you know, running for office in our listening area, which is the uh, continental United States and uh, most of Honduras... <laughs> <laughs> um, that we were happy to run run those ads. So 
There you go. Absolutely. So with that, let's go into this letterboxed blurb, which is far from a blurb and is a full-blown paragraph, so I'm just warning you now. Here we go. More than two decades have passed since Sarah Connor prevented Judgment Day, changed the future, and rewrote the fate of the human race. Danny Ramos is living a simple life in Mexico City with her brother and father when a highly advanced and deadly new Terminator, a Rev-9, travels back through time to hunt and kill her. Danny's survival depends on her joining forces with two warriors, Grace, an enhanced super soldier from the future, and a battle-hardened Sarah Connor. As the Rev-9 ruthlessly destroys everything and everyone in its path on the hunt for Danny, the three are led to a T-800 from Sarah's past that may be their last best hope. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that. We'll, we'll go ahead and get through the rest of this, but... It's directed by Tim Miller, who directed Deadpool. And I think the other thing worth mentioning here is that while James Cameron was not directing, he was back on in a producing role, which I think they did to try to add some level of, I don't know, credence or gravitas to the fact that they're doing a sixth Terminator movie. But, oh, you know, hey, we got James Cameron back, which, you know, I think people might be intrigued by, considering he's had success with his Terminator movies. And it was his idea to do the, the retcon of, I wasn't involved in three four or five you know so right. this is my third movie yeah and, and i've got an interesting comment about that that i, I caught online um, but we'll get back to it so uh the rest of the cast you have natalie reyes mackenzie davis linda hamilton arnold schwarzenegger and gabriel luna so a couple of things i want to say the blurb uh i mean we're just i, I guess was, was it known or understood in trailers because I, I honestly try to avoid trailers anymore uh, it, when, at least when I'm in theaters I'll catch a few online when they first debut but was it well known that Arnold was going to be a T-800 from her past For, we knew he was a T-800 obviously okay well I mean like going into the movie yeah oh okay see I, I watched like one trailer of this I just felt like that was an interesting giveaway from the the blurb yeah and unnecessarily he was in the trailer he shouldn't have been in the trailer not, not that they didn't play it up of who's going to be at the cabin you know right in the movie but that would have been a cool reveal or even uh linda hamilton's just being in the movie i mean she kind of was the she's back so that's our marketing point but that would have been a really cool reveal as well uh yeah you could just had the terminators fighting each other throughout and you know kind of yeah. kept her in the your back pocket and that would have been really awesome to see her show up on that bridge and you're like, oh, crap, yeah. she's back. And we talk about that a lot, about getting butts in the seat versus giving too much away. And I I honestly feel I'd go the other direction on this one. I I, I needed something to get my butt in the seat for a six Terminator movie. And the idea that Arnold and Linda Hamilton were coming back was at least enough to make me think, okay, maybe there's a little something here. Not that Arnold hasn't been in the previous ones and, and they've still been bad. It's just like, okay, maybe there's something that they're going to try and conjure up here. You know, the harkens back to T2 that might actually have some value here. Um, yeah. So I, I think I needed that for this. Linda would have been hard to hide, but uh, I think you should have hit Arnold. I mean, you kind of assume that he's going to be in it, but don't put that in a trailer. Let that happen on screen. Right. So the other thing I wanted to mention on that was the whole James Cameron being back thing. Um, and we're going to have to dip into a little bit of plot here. But James Cameron made a big fuss when Alien 3 came out, right? Because he did Aliens, right? Oh, no, Ridley Scott did Alien. James Cameron did Aliens, right? So in Alien 3, when they killed off Newt and... uh 
Michael Michael Bean. He made a big stink about that because he thought that people liked those characters and that by killing them off, you know, unceremoniously in the opening credits, that David Fincher kind of you know took a dump on those characters in Alien Three, which I think is funny because then I feel like he comes in with this Terminator Dark Fate and in the opening scene of this movie. Because if you're retconning everything after T2, then what you're doing is you're taking, you know, kind of the beloved John Connor concept and Eddie Furlong, and you're just offing him in the first 10 minutes of the movie. So I feel like what he complained about with Alien 3 is what happened, what he just now did in his new T3. But that was 100% necessary. Was it? need to kill John Connor. I think so. Why? And And I thought that was absolutely awesome. Uh, and they came in that, that that's my favorite scene spoiler for later on. But when, first of all, Linda looked exactly like her in T2. So the de-aging on whatever they did with her was awesome. Yes, I agree with and that. And then, and then Arnold, they de-aged him to like his twenties. Um, <laughs> yeah. and so, I mean, he wasn't as big as Arnold was in his twenties, but it looked like what, uh, a normal Arnold would look like in his twenties without pumping every day. Uh, yeah, but he uh, he came in and, and smoked uh, smoked John Connor. I did not expect that, and I was like, "Wow, we are going to get something new." So I'll disagree with you on this, uh, in in a kind of weird way. I don't mind them doing what they did necessarily, but I don't understand why you kill off John Connor just to replace him with. A female John Connor. Well, sure, like, but at the time, I didn't know they were going to just cut, run yeah. back to the exact same plot. <laughs> right, right. And then you uh, get rid of Skynet. There's no Skynet, but then you just replace it with Legion. Right. So I can kind of get behind the idea of the future is still unavoidable in a way that even though uh, Sarah and John did their jobs and they eliminated one Judgment Day, that there's kind of this inevitability of fate that's happening that caused it all to still happen, but in a slightly different way. But the movie doesn't really dive into that in any kind of philosophical way or explore that in any interesting way. It literally just says, okay, fine, we killed John Connor, but there's a new John Connor and there's no Skynet, but there's a new Skynet. So they just, they kind of rebranded is all they did. Yeah, it's the, again, it's the inevitability of it. I think is why they went that right. No matter what we do to stop this, eventually we're going to have these same problems where someone's going to invent AI. And I think I would have thought you would have liked this to get away from the Connors uh, because your gripe with Star Wars, right, is why are we always following this one family in the the fate of the universe? And it's the same idea of it's always this one family and the the fate of Earth, you know, the Connors. And now it's, it's shifted. But, I mean, I thought it was lazy because it, it came back to the exact same thing that we started with. Yeah, that, that's exactly my point. And I don't disagree with your take on where I should be. I don't have a problem with that opening scene or the fact that they were trying to get away from the Connors. I just, they literally made it the same. So I think that's what bothers me is that if you're going to do it, you didn't even try. Like, if they ended up, let's take your example with Star Wars. Like, if they just pick up Star Wars and move it to a new family, but it's all like the same exact concepts. Like there's somebody born of the force and their name's just not Skywalker. Uh, that's just lazy. At that point, you might as well just stick with the Skywalkers. And that's kind of what I feel about this movie is that if you're going to play that card, then you got to lean into it a little bit more about how this is all inevitable and stuff. And, and, and at least try and do something unique with those angles instead of 
just doing the same thing with different names attached to it. And and I know they went for something different with uh, I'm going to jump way ahead, but you know the fact that she's not she's not Sarah Connor, Danny. She's John Connor, which okay, <laughs> that's fine, but. Is that really enough to like build up to a big moment where it's supposed to be a big reveal? I mean, I think I don't know about you, but I, I was kind of thinking that in the back of my head that okay, she's probably actually John Connor, not Sarah. So oh, right, because it, it they just, said it's twenty forty four. You know, it's just twenty years in the yeah. future. You know, and this person hasn't even had a kid yet, and they're supposed to lead the revolution. Like, well, no, that's clearly going to be her. You know, and, yeah. And then Linda was laying it on really thick. You're you're gonna oh yeah. You give birth to some man who's going to save, and it's like, okay, well, we all know where this is going. Either she's going to have, right. you know, a, a daughter or it's her. You know, th- those, are, those are the two options. Yeah, and the other thing is with the Terminator timelines, it it does feel a little weird to get away from the Connors only because I'm not fully sure how the cycle ever stops, and I'm not sure that Terminator time travel logic even ever uh, makes an attempt well it to can't sort now. that out you uh you just brought up a point i was gonna make they they totally ruined everything that they had set up by killing john okay elaborate on well that. uh so time travel theory you know you have you have a couple right and one of you can go back and make alternate timelines and change things and one to where no matter what happens you can't change it because it's already happened and you just mm-hmm. killed John Connor, who can't send his father back in time to have him. Yeah, and I, I think there's a whole like breakdown on what Terminator's time travel logic is. Um, but yeah, I see your point. I mean, time travel always gets but super. I messy. feel like as a franchise and or a movie, you have to stick with one one theory or another. Of either you can change it or you can't, and you can't kill John Connor if he was never born because there is that first time well, where. But had to be a first one, yeah, sure. But I think that supports the multiple timelines theory that there's there has to be in this universe, right? Because how many times have things been sent back? We know his dad did get sent back because he is born, so and so he would have had to have done that, right? And well, but not in necessarily that timeline. If every time somebody travels back, it creates a fork in a timeline and we're in a different but timeline. You, but you had to have a time, first one and then, if John's dead. Not really. It doesn't work. Sure. But what I'm saying is that's not the first one because the events of T2 happened, which but, means the events of T1 Yeah, happened, but the first timeline can't happen but, without John being born. And he can't send somebody back if he's right. not born. Because see, Reese would never be there. Right. That's, that's the key. Right, but you're but you're assuming that what we saw at the beginning of this movie is like the original but how timeline. Does make John because that was a different timeline. Because <laughs> I'm saying every time stuff changes, it basically <laughs> creates a new timeline. So, but yes, without so you're saying Reese Reese went back in time originally with no John Connor, no, I, and had John Connor, and then he sent him back in subsequent timelines no what i'm saying is basically every you could make a case that every time a terminator goes back in time and changes something it creates an alternate timeline right but there has to be a first one where john was born right in order to do yes. this but you can't but if you if reese doesn't exist <laughs> sure okay so you're john... <laughs> you're going all the way back to questioning the timeline of t1 yes okay i yeah. i was i was thinking you were trying to 
say that this timeline in Dark Fate is the same as the first one. And I was saying that. Well, no. Right. No. Well, it's obviously not because John's dead. <laughs> okay. So without us getting into the <laughs> details of time travel too much, it's safe to say that it it just doesn't it gets way too messy. I don't think even Terminator understands what it's really putting out there, which kind of sucks because I feel like like what you said that when you establish the rules of what you're doing, it needs to be clear. And if you want to deviate from that, you need to make it clear what's happening. And I feel like the Terminator movies have gone away from that a little bit and have just kind of done whatever they wanted that they think benefits the story without, you know, trying to make it all fit. And I think that's because ever since T2, they've just been throwing darts, trying to get anything to work. And if they find one that works, that violates whatever rules, I don't think they're going to care. They just want the franchise to be successful. Um, which is disappointing because I had hoped this movie, especially like you said, with it retconning the rest of the franchise, I'd really hoped that it was going to do something unique, either story-wise or reset things in a really viable way. But yeah, it, it just really doesn't. So I, I have two things on what you just said. Uh, I'll go back to the first one of things don't make sense, which actually made me started questioning T2 of the reason why the Terminator was able to come back through time is because his outer layer is living skin. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the T-1000 didn't have that. How did it come back in time? Um, I don't know. Uh, Does it have to have? Where are you coming up with this idea? They said uh, in the first movie, they say he couldn't bring back any guns or anything because nothing metal could travel through time. And that's why he was covered with with skin okay but and then t2 they never quite bring that up <laughs> sure but you could make an argument level. that he's not you could make an argument that he's not metal he's liquid metal well he can change his forms from some sort of liquid substance that then hardens to become metal like i mean well, then you, you can, can get br- around that and then you can bring back any sort of guns just inside the the liquid guy right yeah and uh, so that, that's what well, I, I started I thinking about. I don't think so. I don't think that, but... So when this Terminator came back in this one, I was like, wait, he doesn't have any living skin because it's these nanobites, nanobots or whatever. And I was like, wait, how did he go back through time? And then it made me... I'd never thought about T2 before, which makes me sad that uh, that, that doesn't work. I don't think that... that I, I, I don't agree with you there. I think there's some science that you can say that uh, he the T-1000 is not metal the t-1000 is a liquid that can harden like metal it changes states so if it's perfectly fine for a liquid to go through time travel then that's perfectly fine <laughs> okay right i mean i'm not yeah okay well, is, so is this a liquid also i don't know i mean what was it was it nanobots well it kind of looked uh at nanobots sometimes and then also liquid metal at others yeah i mean that's the other thing they their lack of creativity when it comes to Terminators is so bad that I kind of just wish they had never tried to advance Terminators. Like, okay, maybe the T-1000 because that was really cool at the time, but like, just leave it at that. Just T-800s and T-1000s and just stop because every other incarnation or evolution of Terminators that they've tried to come up with is just terrible. Like this time we got, um, hybrid terminators with like the things from the matrix slash the things from edge of tomorrow where they're able to just 
have these spikes come out of their back. I mean, that's not even all that cool. It was just venom. Yeah, it, but w- I, I just don't understand. Like, if that's all you've got in your bag of creativity for Terminators, just stop. Just go T eight hundred and T one thousand back to basics and leave it at that. Which again, I kind of thought this movie would do. Like, okay, we're gonna retcon everything else. So because the, the, I think I read somewhere a long time ago that the backstory behind the T-1000 is that it was like a last-ditch effort from the machines. It was like they're, it was a prototype. They'd never mass-produced it or anything like that. So it would have been kind of cool to just go back to those where it's just 800s and 1000s and, and that's it. Well, that, that um, was my second point to your previous comment was they feel like they have to one-up themselves, the previous mm-hmm. Terminator. And, you, and I thought, or what I thought they should have done is you could have taken, you know, the aliens approach and have more, you know, have mm-hmm. one Terminator hunting you and then you have four that came back and are hunting you, you know, that, that just takes, that ups the stakes if that's what you're looking for, you know, but you don't have to make this, Ooh, brand new thing that can now control machines with its mind, you know, and like that, yeah. that's dumb. I like how the timeline changed. So the T 800s don't exist and there's these things, but you don't have to make them weird like that. I, I totally agree. And they didn't even really explain what this Rev-9 was. And I, they just kind of left it, I think, for us to piece together what was happening. But I'll be honest, maybe I just didn't care. But I was struggling a little bit. Like, I got that its skin can come off and is this other material. So he basically separates himself from his skeleton. But then I don't fully understand what the shell is, like, when it's just him. Because they seem to have just as much trouble fighting the skin as they did the skeleton. And I, I, I wasn't quite getting that. No, I, I think it's, it's like a combination of T1 and T2, but it didn't look necessarily that way. And, and you could tell that they were reserving that one back for like their bag of tricks, right? Because they had showed us the bridge scene in the trailers. And what they didn't show you was that there was actually two Terminators, arguably, on that bridge. Uh, because he split apart between his skin and his skeleton. And then I know a couple times in the movie they tried to make it really cool where like his skin and his skeleton would sink back up in the middle of a fight. And I think we were supposed to think that it's now stronger when it does that, but it gives you no sense of scale. Why do I just keep them apart? Yeah, I, exactly. And then the other thing that it bothers me about is that even when he's kind of combined, he m- moves totally unlike a Terminator. So... It's one thing if you're going to say that he can bounce around and do, you know, force jumps and flips and all this kind of stuff when he's separated from his skeleton, but when he's attached to it, like it's moving very unterminator like and then that brings me into the CGI which I felt like any CGI around that new terminator just didn't feel right. It felt like I don't know, like like I mentioned force jumping and and phantom menace, like the movements were just wrong. No, I, I 100% agree on both counts, and I thought the same thing. Uh, if you got this Terminator-type skeleton on the inside, you know that it should walk like that and move like that when it's wrapped around. But that'd be a cool concept, you know. Okay, now it can move because it's move all weirdly because it's uh, separated, but keep reverting back to that same Terminator movement with the skeleton. I I, I agree 100% on that side and the CGI looked really, really bad in the trailer, especially that first trailer when they were throwing mm-hmm. the spears at each other. Uh, they cleaned that up a little bit, but there is still some pretty bad scenes. Yeah. I did not really like any of the action scenes. I thought they were overly generic. I did not think there was any cool choreography put to them. I thought they were 
pretty inconsistent with the style in which they were filmed. Like you never got the sense of dread of a Terminator following you. You never got cool action like you get in modern day action movies. And some of the set pieces were just obnoxiously big, like overdone, but to the point where they were just borderline laughable. Like the stuff that was happening on the airplane after it was crashing and there's like slow motion happening here and there and they're shooting grenades and reaching out and grabbing each other. That was weird. And then everything that happens at the dam was like just head scratching. Like I think at one point they're underwater and the water's like raging. It, they're in the Hummer that is still underwater. And I remember a couple of times watching the movie and I'm sitting there looking at the screen. I'm going, okay, I'm pretty sure they're underwater and this it, it's like roaring water and that's what's happening. But like, is it, is this really what's happening? And I, I just don't understand how some of this stuff makes it into a movie that, yeah, that, that gets the to force a final product. of the water can push a Humvee, you know, downstream but you can swim just straight up just fine <laughs> right you know when, when they're yeah but it's also like the humvee fell from up above a dam into the water and the windows are still intact and they're sitting there and then they have a plan that is basically once the terminator comes in we're going to pull this parachute and it's going to tangle him up like I, everything about the airplane and dam sequence was miserable from not just the way it's filmed and the cgi and the action but just the fact that that would get into right. a movie just even on paper, I would be like, no, no. Well, from guys, that first on. trailer of him running on top of the airplane or jumping from airplane, I and mean, it's just stupid, just, just stupid. Yeah, don't you don't you don't need that. Which again, I mean, I knew that going into the movie, but if you're gonna go back to basics, which maybe that was never their plan. You know, I keep thinking that by retconning everything, you're you're basically trying to stay more in line with T one and T two, and I guess I took that to be maybe even a more story sense. But, you know, there's not a huge ton of action sequences like that in T2. Like, you know, you get the big shootout with Arnold and the machine gun. You get the the highway chase and stuff. But those still feel like it's on a small scale where somebody's just coming after you. I don't, I think you got to get back to that. Like we talked about in our last podcast when you put Terminator as a, a horror movie concept. I mean, we, we've gotten so far away from that, that it's like the the franchise doesn't even know what it is anymore. No, I agree because there's no sense of dread at all. Uh, I didn't, I didn't feel like no, she never. was ever in danger, you know, on the on the bridge or or whatever. Any of them, truly. And I did like the modification uh, that they basically took from Salvation of human brain, robot body. You know that that's a. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a cool character that somebody could go toe to toe with a Terminator. Um. Like that makes more sense mm-hmm. than than Linda out there trying to throw blows or swing an axe at it. You know, it just doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. Right. Uh, so yeah. I liked that they they kind of they used that from Salvation and gave it something new. The relationship between the new John Connor and the and the new Savior. Uh, I, uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, Danny it and was Grace. pretty weak. I thought. Um, I did not want to see Danny. Yeah. As John Connor, I thought that really ruined her character of of her acting mm-hmm. that way, of pulling everybody together. You could have just told that, and that would have been more believable than, than showing how she did that. It just it seemed really weak. It absolutely was. I, I felt the same way. All of the human stuff was very, very weak. Well, in fact, all everything was kind of very, very weak. But 
yeah, the idea of her being John Connor and then cutting to that scene where she rescues the, you know, Grace and then there's all those people that pop up. It just felt forced. She had her John corny. Connor speech. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and even the stuff between like uh, Sarah Connor and Grace, I mean, none of that stuff really worked for me. There was just very little connection. I, I got some of the things that they were trying to do, but it just felt like it had no, this movie had no emotion. So whether it was dread or fear or action or any of that, it just, I was kind of flatlined through the whole thing. So I liked how she was quoting Sarah Connor. Uh, and mm-hmm. Sarah's like, Hey, I, I said that to John, you know, so I must <laughs> have taught Danny that later because Danny mm-hmm. taught her that. You know, so I, I kind of liked that that throwback, and I really liked the the opening scene, by the way, of just showing the Terminator footage, Terminator Two footage of Sarah Connor going nuts. Oh like, yeah, that was, a, that was a great way to open it, mm-hmm. by the way. Um, but I, I kind of liked that connection that the Sarah saw because that was verbatim, I think, from T Two, right? Of you have to stay alive. So, yeah. You know, it doesn't matter about the rest of us. You're the one that's important, yep. type thing. Uh, so I, I liked kind of where they went, but I think there's a big elephant in the room that we have not addressed. All right. And that's uh, Arnold with his family. Yep. <laughs> so so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start with the okay, if this is Arnold from 1997 or 1998, excuse me, a 20-year-old Arnold because mm-hmm. he's been de-aged, 20, 25, he shouldn't look 74 because Arnold in right. T2 was 44 you know so he he Mm -hmm. aged dramatically so my thought when obviously we already knew arnold was living in a cabin from the trailer i thought that he would have what would have been cooler is if maybe john sent him back to the wrong time and he's just been waiting you know and he's just been sitting in that he was still reprogrammed you know the same way in t2 type thing but he was sent back Mm -hmm. to the wrong time and he's just been sitting in this cabin waiting for somebody to quote unquote activate him. And I thought that would have been right. kind of a cool like, why do you look so old? Well, I've been here for hundred years or whatever. And I thought that would have right. been kind of cool. But him having a family, come on. That's really <laughs> yeah. forcing the hey, but, we should like this Terminator guy. Yeah. That and he like he grows a conscience after his objective was complete. Like he just killed John Connor and then walked off and then started spawning a conscience. Uh yuck. That was that was a really really poorly written angle on all this, and it felt like yeah, like exactly what you said. We we need to make Arnold likable, and he has to be a good Terminator and has to have a way to help. And that's what they came up and that, with. And that, that was so bad, all of that. And he wasn't even acting like a Terminator. I know he's a learning computer, but he was just acting like a guy. And and yeah. I hated that. I hated that he could still he still yep. needs to interact the same way he does in in T two. You know, be be a Terminator, not Carl, which is terrible. Carl. <laughs> Carl that sells drapes. And that that whole thing, like, the only comedy that they tried in this whole movie seemed to come from Arnold. And some of it was fine. I mean, because he's just delivering it as a deadpan Terminator. But it just, in the context of everything else in the movie, to me, it just didn't really work. It It felt like... I don't know if there was any problems with editing in this movie or any disagreements. I haven't heard that, but that was something that stood out to me is like that the opening scenes 
where it's the T2 clips that you said and John dying and then this stuff in the middle um, feel very different to me than the rest of the movie. And it doesn't quite come together like they want it to. Yeah, well, you mentioned Arnold. So Linda had a couple jokes that didn't quite land. Like they tried mm-hmm. to, to throw those in. Um, I just like potato chips, you know, just dumb. You know, it, it didn't, yeah. didn't really work. Um, but Arnold, yeah, if he was deadpan, it would have been better. But he was acting too human and you can argue that he's learned to do that but ter- would terminator sit and cross his legs i don't think he ever would do that you know he just looks right. like oh i'm just a guy now you know that like, that's yeah that's still a robot you know yeah but it's a robot with a conscience so he's learned how to be human and mimic that uh, yeah just a miserable idea in general and e- even the best execution was not going to save that idea in my mind. I, I can't believe that's the way they went with it. That I, so I liked that he's the one who shot John. Sure. Um, I'm that Linda got over that so quickly. I, I don't agree with, uh, but that, so maybe you had to have him have us a, a family. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing's weird. Yeah, I guess. I mean, they're, and they didn't even really play that. I mean, there's a couple times where, you know, she could have saved him like on the airplane and she just walks away and I mean, whatever. It just, I don't know. I, I, your idea is to me is a hundred times better. Uh, I mean, hell, even if you could have somehow like thrown in some wrinkle where it's Sarah that helps send that Terminator back or something, so anything would have been better than it's the one that killed John, which I don't necessarily hate that, but it's just, it became human. Like, yeah. I don't understand yeah, that. Yeah, that that messed up. And I'm okay with him being a little more human because he's been on Earth watching TV for however long you <laughs> want to put him there, 70 years, you yeah. know, but um, they're just waiting in a cabin. You know, I, I just want him waiting in right. a cabin and doing nothing, not eating, not sleeping, you know, just, just sitting there waiting in a cabin for someone to quote unquote activate him. Right. But instead you have to have lines like our relationship is not physical because he's been with this lady for however many years now. And you have to explain away how she wouldn't find out that he's a Terminator. I mean, because somebody even makes a joke like you don't she hasn't realized you weigh like 800 pounds or something like that, which I think that I think they might have said 400. And I was like, "Mm, that Terminator's got to weigh a lot more than 400. 400 is a lot. Yeah, but I figured, I mean, look at the muscle mass on Arnold alone, and then you add in a metal skeleton. I mean, I feel like it's got to be over 400. <laughs> we can get back to our, our physics of, of Terminator <laughs> at some point. So the other the other thing you mentioned was the, the jokes of Sarah Connor, and I felt like they started out with her okay, but she quickly got on my nerves. I, I think she did a... <laughs> I think she did a fine job acting. I just think the script, like, uh, there were so many times where I felt like they gave her a cuss word for emphasis. And I'm supposed to be like, whoa, that was cool. You know, she just dropped the F-bomb right there. And I I didn't. And it happens, I feel, like five or six different times where she's given a cussing one-liner that's supposed to make her super hardcore. And instead, I was like, "Uh, okay. Her her best scene was when she saw Arnold for the first time and was screaming and trying to kill him and... that felt to me like it, that was her. Yeah. You know, I, I liked the, I liked her in this. Uh, I liked that they brought her back. Um, we had, uh, after our Rambo, um, debacle, <laughs> there, there, there were people online saying, yeah. Oh, you'd never see, you know, a, a woman, a 70 year old woman cast like this. You know, I was like, well, you only had two choices to do that. Right. Ripley and, and her and how many heroines mm-hmm. have we had? 
action stars, you know, have we had over the past 30 years. Um, and you just had to wait a couple of months before you got Linda doing the same thing. Yeah. I thought, I thought she yeah. was good. I do think it's interesting that they went with an R rating and then really only dove into that from a, a language standpoint. I mean, yeah, there wasn't much violence. Well, right. So like at that point, why, why make it rated R? I mean, if I'm a studio person and I, I'm looking at this script, I'm saying, okay, the only thing that's making this an R movie probably is the number of F-bombs that you drop. So we should we either lower those and get more of an audience or should we lean into this a little bit more with some of the action and the violence because there's really no reason for this movie to be rated R unlike you know the original Terminators where they're like taking off skin and you know violent deaths and stuff I, I there just needed to be I think I don't know it always sounds weird saying more violence or whatever but if you if you've got the R rating then then do something with it otherwise what are you doing yeah you just cut off you know a large portion of your audience for nothing right and I, I know you don't have to have an R-rated movie to be good, and a PG-13 movie doesn't necessarily make it bad. And I'm usually not one to argue on behalf of the studio for making money because I don't particularly care. But I just feel like at some point, somebody's got to make a decision and go with it. And having a movie be stuck in this weird limbo of not being mass-marketed because it's rated R, but then not really doing anything with a rated R uh, just makes no sense to me. And, and I don't think that, you know, more violence would have necessarily helped this movie. I think it has issues at its core that are causing problems, but you know, you could have probably done something a little bit more with it. So is this the first movie we've argued the other way of what from usually it's a PG 13 to R. Why are you mm -hmm. doing an expendables movie at PG 13? That makes no sense. <laughs> right. You know, that should be an R movie. A Rambo should be an R movie, but this time you know, I 100% agree with you. The way that this is set up as is should have just cut a couple F-bombs and be PG-13. No, I think we are saying that. I think the big difference is that I don't see how adding extra, let's just go with violence, to this movie is going to make it any better given all the other variables. Now, there's plenty of movies that you and I see where it's like, okay, this was a good movie, but, you know, the action felt hollow because it's not as you know either gratuitous or graphic or realistic as it could be but i just don't see how if you add something like that to this movie that it's going to change anything now when you look at t2 where you know it's doing things where it's like the horror movie and the guy's chasing you and the way he kills the step parents like that adds to this sense of fear but there's there's nothing like that in this movie to play with those emotions so you would just be having gratuitous kills just for the sake of having it and then it just feels even more disconnected so yeah I, I think i am saying that this particular movie given the boundaries that are set up it probably would have been smarter to just go pg-13 i i don't argue i don't argue with that yeah i just don't understand the point of going r for cussing right i don't get it i don't either unless it's like <laughs> stepbrothers oh well sure sure <laughs> Com comedies are a different animal um the only other thing I had that I wanted to touch on a little bit was you kind of mentioned the Terminator physics. I was so confused as to what could and couldn't hurt this new Terminator because like in the beginning, it seems fairly unstoppable like they always do. But then by the end, she's able to, when I say she, Grace, the, the hybrid uh, human Terminator, whatever, uh, she's able to just twirl a chain and just start taking big gashes out of this guy. I, I don't understand. I, I'm lost. He was separated from his skeleton. Okay. Okay. How about that? that? And again, that 
well, that's fine, but like I still don't understand what that right. means, right? Like I don't understand what can hurt this thing and what can't. And I know that was part of the intrigue of the first Terminator, but you can kind of get behind the idea of, okay, it's a robot that's just going to keep coming and coming until you crush it or melt it or whatever. But when you start inventing these new Terminators and you really don't have any concept of what can kill it or what can't, um, you're kind of just left wondering, like, how are they ever hurting it? I don't know. That was my only other problem I had. The the chain twirling got to me because I was like, okay, really? We're going to take down a Terminator by twirling a chain really fast? Really fast. Yes, very fast. Uh, I have a couple things. Okay. Um, Major Dean uh-huh. that brought the EMP. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was going to be Dyson's son. Yep. And it wasn't. And so now we yep. just don't know who this guy is that's willing to give, you know, Linda a EMP. Mm-hmm. And call in choppers to help back him up and stuff. Right. Yeah. Nope. No idea. Had the same exact thought. I don't understand that. Again, maybe something got cut in editing because that doesn't add up. <laughs> I kept looking. I was like, wait, did, he, did they say Dyson? And then I was looking at his uh, um, name badge and I said, mm-hmm. and I was like, that's not right. Nope. <laughs> I did the same thing. <laughs> I was like, did I miss somebody? Is there another character <laughs> that, that, that we're trying to, to bring back? Um, and then also, uh, Linda is not, uh, she doesn't have gray hair. She had to dye it gray for this. Oh, that's yeah. a good problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting to throw in. <laughs> Did it make her look older? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, if we're I think going I'm to... running out of things to say. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. If we're getting to hair color, I think we're running out of things to say. <laughs> I think we are too. Let's, uh, let's get over to our questions. I am Thor, son of Odin, as long as there is life in my breast, I am running out of things to say. Are you ready? First up, what'd you rate it? So I gave it a three. Uh, I, I figured. I liked uh, a lot of it. Um, it's a Terminator movie. I'm going to like most Terminator movies. And it's in with Arnold, even though I didn't like a lot of what he did. There were some scenes um, that I did like. Um, so I did. I thought that they did miss time. One thing when he when he said for John, uh, I thought that him hanging on the edge, looking at her, is when he should have said that, not down at the bottom as he's melting. Sure. I thought that was a an easy swap to make a more powerful scene. Yeah, I actually thought the way Arnold went out was lame, but yeah. But yeah, whatever. Agreed. But overall, yeah. a three. I enjoy it. I, I had fun, I guess. Okay. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> so I'm at like a two and a half, which is where I'm at on like the bad side of average movies. I just, I didn't feel anything. I didn't really enjoy it. Uh, I was very flatlined through the whole thing, like I said. Um, maybe I'm being a little unfair because of, I, I, I'm just running out of tolerance for Terminator, Predator, Alien, um, I, I, I'm just at my end of patience on all this. And so it probably lost an extra half star because I was like, okay, maybe James Cameron coming back and they're going to retcon. So finally we're going to get a reset of the timeline. And I just felt like they did nothing with it, which maybe knocks it down an extra half star for me. But I didn't think the action was all that great. I didn't think the story was all that great. We've kind of talked about everything about this movie and, it just like if you had had a heart monitor on me the whole time, I, I'm sure my heart rate just stayed like the exact same through the entire movie. I just didn't, I felt nothing. So two and a half, I don't think I'll ever watch it again. I have no reason to watch it again. Um, 
yeah. I can't yeah. argue with the the heart monitor. Uh, I don't think I, my blood was ever pumping and wondering if somebody no. was going to die or something was going to happen or this is really cool. So I'm really excited. I, I can agree with that. Are we going to start yeah. judging our stars by our, our heart rate on action movies? <laughs> I feel like it, I feel like it needs to do something like I didn't laugh. I didn't feel uncomfortable. I didn't feel dread. Like I, I truly just like no emotions registered the entire time. So it's got to do something. I agree. No, you're you're not wrong there. That's a new new way to rate yeah. things. <laughs> so what was your favorite part then? Uh I think we have the same one. Um I had a hard time coming up with a favorite moment because like we mentioned earlier, uh I like the opening between the Sarah Connor footage and then going to John Connor being killed. Unfortunately, I feel like that was the peak of the mountain for this movie and everything else was just like a slow slide into getting worse and worse throughout the whole thing. And I've said this before about other things. I, I like the idea of what the opening or my favorite scene presented. I don't like what they did with it, but there was nothing else to pick in this movie. So it's got to be like the opening de-aging John Connor sequence. I agree completely. And it feels kind of weird. We're both picking a scene where a kid gets shot, you know, with a shotgun. Right. Uh, but I thought the, uh, the de-aging of Sarah, I was very impressed. Uh, Arnold walked in. I didn't expect that at that time. I just thought we were getting a little recap mm-hmm. uh, for, from her of where she's been. Um, and that, Took me by surprise, and I was really excited where we were going to go. But as you said, the rest of the movie did not pan out that way. But uh, no, that's my favorite scene also. Nice. All right, so then <laughs> what's the one thing you would change? Uh, Terminator with the family. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it makes no sense. All right, I, you can keep the rest of the story, but just make Arnold cool. And, and that uh-huh. it, it may, make it cool and make it make sense. And I don't think it did. And while I liked him joining the team, uh, I did not like how he was presented at all. I did not like Carl. No, uh, that's a good one. I, I went away from that a little bit. And obviously my complaints at the very beginning of the episode still hold true now. And I I said that you got to change the basis of the plot. And what I mean by that is I'm fine killing John and having it go a new way. I'm fine getting rid of Skynet and having it go a new way. What I'm not okay with in any way, shape, or form is replacing both of those with the same thing and just calling it different. I don't understand that. And it it's actually super infuriating to sit there and think about that that happened. And I think that that just soured me on the whole thing. Now, maybe if they had gone an interesting way with it and, and dove into, like I said, the inevitability a little bit more, maybe it would have worked out differently. But I just hate the idea of you just swapped out labels. You you, you brand changed, right? You you changed right. your logo. Uh, okay, fine, whatever. It's good, so good that's marketing what I campaign. Yeah, exactly. Oh, we can sell new toys now that don't say Skynet; they say Legion. <laughs> Stupid. So who's your uh, who's swapping out in your your character swap? Well, this your was actor. tough because I I felt like Danny could have been anybody. Agreed. Um, I felt like. I actually thought Mackenzie Davis was okay as the hybrid person. I kind of like her. I just felt like the script didn't do her any justice. I thought she had kind of the right look and feel for the type of hybrid thing they were going for. You can't swap out Arnold and you can't swap out Linda. So then what's really left? And I was left with the Rev-9 Terminator. Um, That guy just seemed like an extra. 
that they just threw in. Gabriel. And yeah. he yeah, he wasn't menacing, he wasn't scary. He and I know they don't give Terminators a lot of lines and stuff, but just nothing really worked for me. But they have the setting in Mexico City. I got to kind of keep it there. Um, I actually thought that Pedro Pascal, I think he can go a little dark if you let him and have that kind of menacing feel about him. So that's kind of who I went with. You don't think he's a little too old? Well, well probably, but you could you could story that one out, right? I mean, what's it really? I mean, Arnold's a Terminator. And he I know, was, but as far as menacing... No, I don't think it has to do with age. I think it just has to do with the look on the screen and the types of things you can make them do. And I think I've seen Pedro be a little menacing. I've seen him have some some good moments of anger too, and I think he could pull that out. Um, so yeah, that's what I went with. So I'm I'm on the same boat, and uh, you know I wanted to go. Obviously, you had to. I feel like in this day and age, you have to pick a uh, a Mexican Terminator because he's hunting a Mexican girl. Yep. Um, you couldn't have a white guy hunting a Mexican girl, and you couldn't have a Mexican Terminator hunting a white girl. I think in sure. this <laughs> politics world, you just can't do that. So um, we have. Uh, I like Gabriel. He's the he was the ghostwriter in uh, Agents of Shield. Um, okay, but he, I feel like the lines that they gave him, uh, he was joking around. You know, with the security guards, he was. I didn't like his speech to Arnold. Like that was weird. A, a, mm-hmm. a machine wouldn't do that. Right. You know, and, and that's not his fault at all, but he is kind of a, uh, he has a likable face. I feel like, <laughs> uh, and, and that's not what I want out of my Terminator. And so, you know, I, I thought about, you know, Javier, um, I feel like he's a, an obvious choice for a Terminator, but he clearly was basically that in no country for, old men <laughs> exactly you i know. had the same thought and so i was like well he did that and he's not going to do the the ninja acrobatic stuff right. Um, right that they were looking for and so i i went i was going to just say an unknown but a more menacing unknown but i know that that's not um we can't do that here because right you, not you, allowed you try that um <laughs> and so you're, you're gonna have to look him up because there's no way if you know this guy i'm gonna be thoroughly surprised but his name's nicholas gonzalez and okay. he uh, he's just been he basically had the same pedigree I thought that Gabriel did of he's been uh, on some TV shows he played uh, on, he was on the Flash uh, TV show he he has kind of he has a long history of being in stuff so I feel like he could act but he looks more menacing and I feel like he could do the uh, uh, the action sequences but in all intents and purposes he's a uh, he's he's a nobody. I apologize, Nicholas, but uh, <laughs> but he hasn't quite broken out yet. But I feel like somebody with more his look could have been uh, could have done it better. But, but essentially, uh, Gabriel was the wrong choice. But I do like him as an actor. Okay, he was in the Purge Anarchy, yeah, which I have seen, but I don't think I would remember anybody from that. Yeah, and he's had he's had a couple things, um, but again, not not known. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, you know, what can you really do? I think we were backed into a corner where you had to, yes, you have to recast the Terminator and you have to obviously have them be Mexican or Latino at least because of the setting of the movie. So, yeah. Yeah. And just need to be intimidating. I yep. guess you, people were scared of the T-1000. People are scared of Arnold. Mm-hmm. You know, you want that same feel. 
And this guy was just, oh, it's a guy. He's joking around with guards. Oh, my whole body's a weapon. <laughs> you know, right. just, uh, stop. Yeah. All right. What award are you giving this movie? I gave it the best Forget Those Other Movies sequel. <laughs> wow. Uh, so, the, like, the best retcon sequel? Yep. Hmm. So, I, I, really I liked it better than uh, the Universal Soldiers that have done that. Well, uh, Jesus. Uh-huh. Okay. Uh, I liked it better than when Halloween did it. That was my main one. I forget those um, other ones. Here's here's where we are. That was the most recent one that, that I could pinpoint. Oh, I, I much preferred the most recent Halloween um, movie than this. No, there's only one scene in that movie that was worth a, a spit, and that was him standing in the motion lights. And it didn't even make sense, but I liked it. Okay. Uh, I mean, we. I may need to do some digging on this. I feel like there are far better retcons than, um, than what you're what you're giving here. I think there's a lot of movies that do it, maybe not as aggressively, where they lop off a whole bunch of the movies. But um, I feel like there's got to be something there that we have enjoyed much, much more than than this. Yeah, I don't think this is a bad movie. I, I enjoyed it. I think it's above average action movie, and so. That's, I think, where yeah. we may we may differ. It's very average, if not slightly below. So what, what award did you give it? I am giving it, I'm just piggybacking on my previous point, the most irrelevant plot changes in a sequel. <laughs> well, there's, like it, there's no way that that's true. <laughs> I don't know about that. I mean, have you ever encountered a movie that just either, I mean, why would it change anything? If it's just going to do the same thing, why would it change anything? the entire X Men franchise? What do you mean by that? I mean the plot changes that they did to make Raven a good person. Okay, all of those but movies. At it, <laughs> but at least it had an effect. It changed her to a good person. This has no effect, right? I mean, them changing John to Danny and Skynet to Legion literally has no effect on anything. I feel like there's there's tons of movies that we could do. Basically, as you go with a, a time travel movie, is that what you're? No, I'm just saying that it it would be uh, you would have to think of a situation where they tried to do something different like maybe they like changed the bad guy because the bad guy I don't know for whatever reason they really wrote him out and changed it but it's literally the same exact movie just they swapped out swapped out the bad Ocean's guy. 13 I mean, I mean yeah that could be it but at least that gave them a reason to go rob new casinos this didn't give them a reason just to rob do anything else. new they Dirt don't casino? do anything new in this movie so that's my stance. I feel like it. There was no reason to change anything. If that's all you were gonna do, then you just should have kept it with John and Skynet. I feel like that's almost every sequel, though. Like, there's a lot. I mean, especially in the '80s, all the actions are the same. Same guy doing the same thing, just a different bad guy. Yeah, but they might get. I don't know. I feel like that would at least put them into different circumstances or give them a different challenge in some way, shape, or form. But I don't feel like this did that because you're still just fighting a Terminator and you're still just trying to change the future from a hero. I mean, it's truly, there's nothing different about this movie, like story-wise, than any other any movie. Any of the Transformers? Oh, I, I can't even begin to talk Transformers. <laughs> I, I think I saw like the first one and then stopped. Well, if you watch the second one, then you'd have a new title. <laughs> Okay, so let's move on then. Uh, if you liked this movie, you would also like... Uh, I hate that this was my answer uh, because it felt T2 to me and 
I had to pick T2. I don't know. No. Like, no, no. Not accepting that? No. No. No, I don't I don't agree with that at all. Well, well yeah. okay. If you Sorry. like this, you're going to like T2. We, yeah, I mean, but that goes into what you try to call me out for all the time, which is that T2 is just a good movie, so you should like it whether you like this or not. But I think the point is to draw more comparisons. So I just... It's the same kind of opposite side of the coin. I said you would like any of the other Terminator movies that aren't T1 or T2 because this is a not good Terminator sequel and we have, what, three of those already? I think this is better than those. I don't know. I don't. I think it, I mean, if it is marginally better, it might, we're talking about the difference for me between like a two and a two and a half, but that's it. Whereas Terminator is... I don't even know what I have that. It no lower than four, maybe as high as five. I haven't rewatched it in forever. And same with T two. So we're talking about two all time great movies and three really bad sequels. This is in line with the three really bad sequels. So I feel like if we're gonna keep this question, we have to make a rule here and now where we can't pick within the series anymore. Yeah. I mean, you, I could okay. I could just switch it to one of the other ones and say, you know, go watch Alien Resurrection or go watch <laughs> okay. See? Predator I'll, 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 uh, versus I'll Aliens. Take that. <laughs> I'll take that. Yeah. I mean, okay, fine. I'll switch mine and just say, like, yeah, if you enjoy, you know, less than great and sometimes tilting towards bad sequels to sci-fi franchises, then yeah, go watch anything post Aliens and go watch anything post Predator. And but there, you'd like but those. Predator. Or the was the most recent one, the Predator. <laughs> the Predator. That is yeah. not better than this movie. Uh, no. So it's you not. would not like that. That would not fit. Sure. I'm just saying conceptually, though. If you're like, if you're a person who enjoys mediocre to bad sequels to uh, existing franchises in the sci-fi world, then you, you have a lot to pick from. <laughs> right. But isn't it our job to give them a recommendation of what to go watch? Yes. Yes, it is. So if you haven't seen the other Terminator sequels, you could go watch those. But if not, then you could go check out some of the Alien sequels because those are those are not good. Either. AVP? Yeah, and none of them. Anything after Alien... I don't even like Alien 3. There's a whole swath of people now that supposedly love Alien 3 because it's Fincher and it's whatever, but those people are full of it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. We are done with Terminator Dark fate uh next week dr sleep i think dr sleep yes if we can get through the what i just learned was the two and a half hour runtime yeah exactly uh all right where can they find you on twitter at carson graff c-a-r-s-o-n-g-r-a-f-f wow spell up the whole thing full thing (laughs) wow you can find me at at two views garrett that's g-a-r-r-e-t-t you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the socials at, at Two Views Movies, or you can email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the show via Apple, Google, Spotify, basically everywhere you listen, we are there. And if you are listening on Apple, please take a minute to go rate us and review us. Like we said, we'll be back next week with Dr. Sleep, and we'll catch you next time. What should we do next? Something good? Up a bad, bit of both, bit of both.